Welcome to Kinky Facts with Dahlia Rose. You may know me from TikTok, Instagram, or OnlyFans, where I've posted shorter versions of my kinky facts. But if you're just stumbling across me, welcome. I refer to myself as a spicy historian, even though my facts include historical, scientific, and data-driven facts that I consider kinky. This podcast does contain adult content and is not suitable for minors, and it is definitely not safe for work. Listener discretion is advised. So let's get started with this episode of Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known. We've discussed Tiberius and Caligula. Now let's round out the series on deplorable Roman emperors by discussing the infamous Nero. Lucius Domitus Inhobarbarus, better known as Emperor Nero Claudius Augustus Germanicus, was born on December 15, 37 AD. Like his two predecessors, Nero had a tumultuous childhood. Nero's father, Gainus Comitus Inobarbarus died when Nero was three years old, leaving the young boy to be raised by his mother, Julia Agrippina, sometimes referred to as Agrippina the Younger. His mother was a ruthless woman who did whatever she could to ensure her son would be the next great ruler of Rome. After all, she was the great-granddaughter of the Emperor Augustus, so the idea of her son being the next emperor wasn't just a pipe dream. Julia went so far as to poison her second husband only to marry her uncle, Emperor Claudius. She also arranged for Nero to marry Claudius's daughter, Octavia, to further solidify his place in the emperor's life. At the age of 17, Nero unexpectedly became emperor after the death of Claudius in 54 AD. It was rumored that his mother fed Claudius poisoned mushrooms to speed up her son's ascension to the throne. The first five years of his reign, Nero was known for his political generosity, promotion of power sharing with the Senate, and ending closed-door political trials. Even though he was now ruler over the Roman Empire, he was not immune to his mother's domineering ways. Coins from his first two years as emperor depict Julia side by side with her son. She also, according to Cassius Dio, managed for him all the business of the empire. She received embassies and sent letters to various communities, governors, and kings. It's even rumored that Julia had so much power over Nero, she had sex with him. It's been noted that when the two travel together in a litter, a portable couch covered by curtains, they would have sex. As far as historians can piece together, it appears Julia and Nero had a falling out approximately two years after he took control of the empire. And it was obvious that Nero wasn't the only one tired of her shit. Nero's top advisors, Seneca and Burrus, were against Julia to the highest degree. As it happens in Roman history, Nero ordered his mother's death in 59 AD. His reasoning? She was plotting to kill him, 
which isn't surprising considering she poisoned her two husbands. Nero ordered naval ships to sink a boat she was sailing on. However, Julia survived the sinking and easily sailed to shore. At that point, Nero ordered the Petronian guard to carry out the duty. The historian Tacitus wrote Julia's final words to be, If you have come to see me, take back word I have recovered. But if you are here to do a crime, I believe nothing about my son. He has not ordered his mother's murder. Poor Julia was very, very mistaken. After the death of his mother, his relationship with his wife, Octavia, suffered. She was unable to provide an heir, and the two were basically going through the motions when he divorced her in 62 AD. Divorce did not save Octavia. Nero accused her of adultery and killed her. It didn't take long for him to rebound, though. His second wife, Poppea, was already pregnant with their daughter when Octavia was executed. It seems the fates had finally smiled upon Nero, providing him with a daughter. However, the infant died at three months old, leaving Nero distraught. Papea was able to become pregnant again, which should have been a very happy occasion. In 65 AD, while pregnant with their second child, Papea died. How she died is up for debate. Some ancient writers claim that Nero lost his temper with her and, in a fit of rage, kicked her in the belly. However, it's unclear if that account is true. Before the death of Poppea, Nero was the subject of a very infamous event in history, the burning of Rome. In July 64 AD, a fire broke out in the shops around the Circus Maximus and burned over 14 districts of Rome over six to nine days. It was said that Nero was conveniently absent during the fire, which led many to believe he had orchestrated the fire in order to persecute Christians. He publicly blamed the Christians and ordered that they be rounded up and killed. Some accounts claim that they were torn apart by dogs or burned alive. Tacitus wrote, quote, Covered with the skins of beasts, they were torn by dogs and perished, or they were nailed to crosses, or they were doomed to the flames and burnt, to serve as nightly illumination when daylight had expired. After the infamous fire of Rome, Nero built the palace Domus Aurea, Latin for Golden House. It was here that his sexual exploits took place. It's documented that guests would eat until they vomited and had sex until they passed out from exhaustion. Sounds kind of like a modern frat party, I guess. Of course, the standard orgies were held at the palace, but Nero had an interesting fetish, maybe somewhat primal. He ordered naked girls and boys to be tied to stakes. Then he dressed up as wild animals, pounced on them, and pretended to eat their genitals. His other sexual proclivities included bestiality and anal penetration, which was pretty scandalous for the time. 
Suetonius said on the subject of Nero's sexual appetites, quote, he so prostituted his own chastity that after defiling almost every part of his body, he at last devised a kind of game in which, covered in the skin of some wild animals, Nero was let loose from a cage. He then attacked the private parts of men and women who were bound to stakes and when he had sated his mad lust, he was dispatched by his freedman, Dory for us. I have heard from some men that it was Nero's unshaken conviction that no man was chaste or pure in any part of his body, but that most concealed their vices and cleverly drew a veil over them. While he had many sexual exploits, Nero always looked for women who resembled Poppea. He never found a woman who looked like Poppea, but he did find a male slave who was the spitting image of his late wife. He had the male slave castrated, dressed him in women's clothing, and married him in 67 AD. Sporus became his third partner, whom he called wife. The two were together until Nero's death in 68 AD. Nero took the same laid-back approach to his final years in his reign as Tiberius. He and Sporus spent years traveling Greece after things in Rome became strained. Reconstruction costs in Rome, revolts in Judea and Britain, and conflicts with Parthia forced Nero to devalue the Roman currency, which led to a high-level conspiracy to assassinate him. However, once Nero learned of the revolt, he ordered the death of the conspirators, which included several senators and officers. After things cooled down somewhat, Nero and Sporus returned to Rome in 68 AD. Upon their return, Nero failed to respond to a revolt in Gaul, prompting unrest in Africa and Spain. This caused Governor Galba to declare himself legate of the Senate and Roman people. It didn't take long for the Petronian Guard to declare their allegiance to Galba. As one can imagine, this was not a good thing for Nero. He was declared an enemy of the people, and soon they were out for blood. Nero attempted to flee Rome once he learned of this. However, he was unable to flee and ended up taking his own life. According to Suetonius, Nero's final words were, what an artist dies in me. Thus ended the deranged, sadistic life of Nero, leaving him to go down in history alongside Tiberius and Caligula as one of Rome's most notorious emperors. This has been Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known with Dahlia Rose. If you'd like more Kinky Facts, please feel free to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at V underscore Dahlia underscore Rose. For shorter video kinky facts are uploaded every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday on OnlyFans. There you can find me at rose.dahlia. To sample my spicy short stories, poems, to read transcripts of Kinky Facts podcasts, or to contact me with Kinky Facts suggestions, please visit my website at dahliarose.weebly.com. If you liked my podcast, please subscribe to be informed of new weekly episodes. And, of course, a review would be helpful, too. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you'll come back soon.